everybody these are your two favorite casa negroes coming back with another episode of your favorite podcast i am josh rogers i am brian Hare, and this is the jigsaw podcast the podcast where we talk about all the things but specifically we talk about the perils the praises Uh the productivity and the pomp and circumstance of being black millennials trying to figure out life in the hellhole that is america brian how are you (laughs) Uh, it's a great day to be black. Uh, I am yet in the land of the living. Hallelujah. Uh, I woke up this morning, you know, in my right mind, as the people would say, clothed. Clothed. <laughs> clothed in your in right, right mind. mind. <laughs> yeah. Since this is fall, you had probably had a sweat on that thing today. Listen, I, First I'm, day I'm, ready for, I'm, I'm ready for sweaters. <laughs> you know, I can go for a sweater sweater season yeah, at the moment. I How love you doing? fashion. I'm I mean, new, it's my birthday eve. It is really. It's my birthday Eve. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't even know that. Yeah, today's the twenty second. When you're hearing this, it will be my actual birthday. Mm-hmm. So you know, I've just been in deep reflection today. I had my annual birthday therapy session that I always have mm-hmm. around my birthday, and mm-hmm. you know, I've established that the theme of this year is um, security. Mm-hmm. And that's just like being secure in my growth and unapologetic about who I am and fully living out um, the freedom and liberation that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've been working toward as a result of all of my journeys <laughs> of mm-hmm. discovering self and fulfillment and purpose and all the things. So um, I'm going to be the, the strong age of 32 come midnight. <laughs> God help us. And I was born at 12.05 a.m. So my birthday is all day. I was only not here for five <laughs> minutes. Okay. My birthday is all day. So you niggas who was born like in the middle of the day, uh-uh. My birthday is all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all day. So send me money. <laughs> flood my DMs. Flood my all comments. The all the things. I want to feel love tomorrow. Okay. I want to feel love tomorrow. <laughs> but I'm doing Perfect. good, bro. I'm in good spirits. Great spirits. I'm glad you're in great spirits. You know, you you talked about all that stuff that you plan on doing and, and living in the fullness of life. And I was like, oh, he, he's probably going to be out here hoeing. But he's married. So, oh, oh, I'm know. married. <laughs> I was married. It, you sounded like somebody who was just, you know, going to say, you know, this year I'm just, you know. Yeah. I was going to have home. my rotation. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm committed. My peen is for a party of one. And she's upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> God bless her. God bless her. Oh, she's blessed. God bless her. Speaking of speaking of pain, she's blessed. <laughs> oh, she ain't got to deal with uh, what is the PPP? What is it called? She ain't got to deal with no puny pain, Peter. <laughs> I'm Jango Jango, of, Jango um, Josh. <laughs> Jango Jango. <laughs> Where the keys at? <laughs> Jingle Jango Josh. I'm Jingle Jango Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Last that week, was though. a listener letter. Last Wasn't week was a listener, listener letter. letter. Demita Joe. <laughs> I hope Demita we Joe. <laughs> Somebody said, you know, <laughs> give that man some. Uh, let me read it. Hold on. Let me see what the person said. Hold on. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to his name. What did this person mm-hmm. say? I'm not going to say their name. But Please I'm don't say their name. Reading. We believe in protecting people's identity over here. <laughs> right. 
Somebody said, okay, <laughs> give that man some herbs, a pump, and married his decent man in the motion. <laughs> it's the motion of the ocean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, all right, Demita Joe. All right. <laughs> there are, see, those are your fellow puzzle pieces <laughs> helping you out. They said, mm. don't let that good man go. <laughs> Some people, somebody say, oh, you just telling my whole testimony. <laughs> I said, I said oh. sister, God bless you. God bless you. Yeah. I mean, we, we loved all the feedback that we got from this past week's episode. People who love the listening letter, people who um, been talking about Dwayne and Whitley and sparking up conversations about relationship goals and things like that. And that's, that's what oh, we're yeah. here to do. We are here. We're here to inspire conversation. You know, this is what the podcast is about, Brian. Helping the fel- our, el- our other fellow Casa Negros navigate navigate life. We're doing it together. We're mm-hmm. figuring it that's out together. All, that's what we're here for. The whole and podcast it seems is just like, for that. It seems like it's working. I, I think so. It seems like it's working. Speaking of things that's working, mm-hmm. the watch party details have dropped. They have <laughs> so dropped. The t- tickets are already now. tickets are on sale now. They've already been they, selling. They, they're flying. They they're are flying, flying off there. I would say off the shelf, but off the internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> because you have to go to Eventbrite. Um, black people, don't, be, don't be black people in and don't wait be black, the last minute. Because I promise you, promise when you. those tickets are gone, they are gone. And we are keeping a very detailed count because one, we want to make sure that we are COVID safe. Um, mm-hmm. But two, the building that we... Um, you know, that we're using in order to be COVID safe has a specific capacity. So once we reach that capacity, it is a wrap and we are going to enjoy um, the season premiere of Insecure with, with our family, with our friends and our fellow puzzle pieces. And we just can't wait to connect and kick with you. We, Brian and I are planning, Oh, it's going to be black. It's going to be black. It's going to be black and good. Mm -hmm. It's going to be black and good. Y'all don't want to miss this. I don't. Y'all don't Please don't do it. Oh, and if you're not in Atlanta, me and Brian didn't forget about you. We you have do. a virtual ticket option. We absolutely do. Absolutely do. And so, we're just saying, no I can just watch it on HBO Max myself. Yes, you can. You but can. what you will not be getting is, and we'll just go ahead and tell you, Brian and I are doing a portion of the show live. So you will mm-hmm. not be able to interact with us and hear us do our official recap and all of the other things. So make sure mm-hmm. you check out our first official kind of live show. Um, yep. Watch the show with us. Be able to comment. And we'll take some of y'all questions and comments You know that you post in virtual along with the people who are in the listening audience. And um, it's just going to be a good time. So I October 24th um, at X Creative Spaces right there in downtown Atlanta, Georgia mm-hmm. at 6 p.m. So you can go to jigsawgoeslive.eventbrite.com mm-hmm. to purchase your tickets. Again, that is jigsawgoeslive.eventbrite.com. All right. <laughs> so with that being said, understood and accepted, right? Yes. Yes. Song of the week. Song of the week. I'm ready. ready. I'm okay. ready. And I'm okay. not going to sing it. I'm going to play it. Oh my god! I'm gonna play it. Sometimes play you it. take down my joy when you don't sing it. But go ahead. I got. I'm gonna play this. I okay. already had it queued up. I already had it queued okay. up. Okay, I'm ready because I, because of the, of the importance of today. Okay. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Let there be a side. Yes. Dance, brother. Dance. <laughs> 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 
My 32 year old dad. <laughs> See, I, I knew it was your birthday tomorrow. Well, when people are listening, it's me your birthday today. So happy birthday, brother. Thank you. So that's Thank why you. that's why I played it and didn't didn't sing. You know, because this is gotta play the black birthday anthem. Gotta for play birthdays. It. Gotta play it. Mm-hmm. But can I do something real quick since it is Go my birthday? It. Go for it. I'm just what gonna do this. It ain't it ain't queued up. Okay. Oh, <laughs> but I feel like if you go, you know, I mean, I love God. I What's gotta always say that because sometimes we, you know, <laughs> we, we venture out there. Hold on, uh, oh, I'm about to say, are you gonna be like the Rennie Hart Cole? <laughs> oh, I'm no. still here by the grace of God. <laughs> well, I am. <laughs> Been through dangers, <laughs> heartaches, and suffering. Ooh. But I thank the Lord; He kept me still, <laughs> still. Yes. Okay. Hold on. Give me one second. Give you me play. one second. I'm a living second. testimony. Oh, should have been dead and gone, but the Lord let me live long. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> a living testimony. Uh-uh. Not that. Oh man. I feel like um, I feel like I'm failing here. You gonna play all I want for my birthday is a big booty? Yes. <laughs> that's you playing for real? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was going to guess all the birthday songs. That ain't it. <laughs> I can't find it on the <laughs> iTunes. Maybe that's God saying, don't do that. <laughs> God is saying, don't do that. Hold on. I just had to go find it. Here we go. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> birthday. It's your birthday. They ask me what I do and who I do it for And how I come up with this shit up in the studio All I want for my birthday is a big booty hoe All I want for my birthday is a big booty hoe I'm sorry, this ain't the clean version (laughs) But you know what I'm saying (laughs) That ain't all I want for my birthday You know, and I won't call my wife a hoe but you know, mm-hmm. Ashley's pretty stacked. She got she got cakes for days. So <laughs> the Lord blessed me there. That girl got mm, she got thighs like what? 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 what, what? Tra, tra, tra. <laughs> All night long. Let <laughs> me see that Let me get it to go. We were literally singing about thongs in like seventh grade. We were. We were. And the fact of the matter is, it was a bop. It's a bop. It, it just, with, with a freaking like orchestra in the back. Bruh. A whole orchestra. Have you the ever seen the making, of of the, that, the making of that oh, song? Yes. The little it's mini so documentary? Good. It's so good. It's, it's so not like good. 15 minutes, mm-hmm. but it's so good. So good. Um, but anyway, thank you for the love, brother. I appreciate that. Of course, man. Of course. I know, I know it's your appreciate birthday. That. We got to figure out what we're going to do this weekend. I'm sure we're going to do something to celebrate you. More life. So. More life. All right, more so life. with that being said, abundantly accepted. Oh, woo, 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 I come that you might have life more abundantly. Uh huh. <laughs> Don't you get me started? I come that you might have life through, through eternity. Uh huh. What? Didn't <laughs> I, I come did to not what? Come to condemn the world. But what? <laughs> but to save you from your wrongs, and I come <laughs> to make you broken hearted to give your heart a thousand. Oh, I come to give you life. I come to give you joy. I come to give you life. More abundantly. More abundantly. That's See, I it. That's a number. We, we, we right. just, 
we need to have a, a musical version, uh, a musical episode Listen, where we, we just do a musical one day. It's gonna be like the Carmen <laughs> hip hop opera up in here. <laughs> And then be like Tyler Perry's age play where we just start talking and just Yeah, with better hair. <laughs> uh, anyway, with, with that being said, understood and accepted. Brian, you ready to get the show yes. started? Let's do it. Let's go to the Bless Up Report. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, we are here at the Bless Up Report where we uh Give shout outs and, you know, big up, bless up black folks doing great black things and black people are doing great black things all the time, right? Every single day, time. black people are just out here blacking, doing great things, right? Black mm-hmm. excellence isn't really a thing. It just, it is what it is. It's not something we have to, you know, just, uh, we ain't gotta try. Like it's, it's, it's extraordinary. We ain't got to try it. it. It is what it is. We wake up black and beautiful and just shine and do all the great and things. And shine. We, we, um, we wake up looking like cocoa butter. We, <laughs> looking smelling, like God just loves us, <laughs> smelling like juju oils. <laughs> God loves us. Um, so uh, let's 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 go to this blessing report real quick. We're going to go with Doctor Cian uh, Proctor. Hope I'm pronouncing that name correctly. Um, first black woman uh, to pilot a SpaceX. Um, All right. So Doctor Cian. Uh, Dr. Proctor, that is, made history as the first black woman to serve as a spacecraft pilot when SpaceX Inspiration 4 mission launched, right? Inspiration 4 mission, which included uh, Dr. Proctor and three other uh, circled around the Earth for three days at an altitude of up to 360 miles. The mission was for a great cause. The spacecraft transported items in space that would be auctioned off to benefit St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, which is, I believe, is in Memphis, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And the goal was to raise millions of dollars for the hospital, which treats patients at no cost. Uh, and they really treat children who have uh, cancer, diabetes, research, all that kind of stuff. So uh, shouts out to Dr. Proctor doing great black things. Shouts out to St. Jude out there helping families who uh, really don't have to pay anything uh, to save their child's life. So bless up to Dr. Proctor for being bless great up. and black and being and going out of space. Like that's a that's a thing. Like, you know, kiss two kisses to the sky. Going out of space is one of the closest things that we'll ever get to heaven until the rapture. Ha! Hey, so, so thank God for the woman <laughs> who said, a, it ain't enough to be on earth. Listen, I want to get closer to God, so I'm going to go up high. <laughs> I'm going to leave the stratosphere. Huh? Bless right. up to you, wanna... sis. <laughs> caught up in the rapture. <laughs> I want to be caught up. <laughs> you always get me started. Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> Rapture. <laughs> Gotta get that extra vibrato. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I miss the good um I miss a quiet. A good a good dramatic quiet. I'm sick of this God is my gardener songs. I'm sick of it. All that CC. We, we don't want that mess. Stuff. Where's Dottie Peoples? <laughs> <laughs> With that French roll <laughs> in sequence. With the diamonds in it. <laughs> Where's Dorothy <Dr>. Norwood? <laughs> right. Out there licking. Listen, <laughs> the, the caravans. Listen, the crown carpet we, mantra we, of gospel music. <laughs> Brian, go ahead because I feel like we got you got some next. We go get we go get we go get stuck. And I'm not Ooh. doing this. I'm not doing this. Jacqueline Carr is a new is a new caravan. She's a new caravan. <laughs> okay, go to okay. the next topic. All right. 
Okay. We're gonna we're gonna do <laughs> So Joshua, um last week mm-hmm. I do believe that God did what? What happened? Did he stay the hand of death last week? Did God stay the hand oh, of no, death? Oh no, he let that thing loose. <laughs> He, he stayed it last week. He stayed the hand of death last week, but this week, uh-huh. this week, the hand of death said, "Let my people go." <laughs> and the people start going up out of here. <laughs> right, Chris, brother, we got two folks on the rest of the report today. Um, so we're gonna my first God. start with comedian and actor AJ Johnson, who passed away uh, a quarter to TMZ. Because TMZ, if, if, if you ain't dead unless TMZ reports you dead. Um, well, which you was know, weird. I, I did the research on that. <laughs> uh, but I, I researched recently and said that according to TMZ, right, he was uh-huh. actually found lifeless in a in the in the store, like like earlier this month, like in Friday. He played dead in yeah. the store. He did. My now neck, my back, my neck, and my back. I'm suing. <laughs> I know that moves my heart. Like that's literally the, that's every the line. It's the line. He didn't went mm-hmm. over there, nickel. Um. So. <laughs> Uh, he was pronounced dead. Went to the hospital. Well, went to the hospital. Pronounced dead. Um, he was mm-hmm. best known for playing Ezel on Friday. So those who you know know Friday, you know Ezel. Um, mm-hmm, for he sure. Had all he had all the uh, not all, but he had a, a good co- amount of quotables in that movie. Um, yeah, for sure. So his Friday co-star and producer um, Ice Cube went on Twitter to pay his tribute, saying, "Sad to wake up to the news about AJ Johnson passing." Naturally funny dude who was straight out of Compton at the same time. Sorry I couldn't bring your character, Ezel, back to the big screen and last Friday. Let me say this before I go any further. Ice Cube <laughs> last Friday is never going to happen, brother. And it's at this been point, coming out for 20 years. <laughs> 20 years, and all the actors who are supposed to be in this movie are just dying. Debo Dead gone. Or don't want to be back in it. <laughs> exactly. Chris, you, so Chris you don't really have don't a cast. No Lisa, um, she was Lisa Fresh Prince. Um, Nia Long <laughs> ain't ain't trying to be up in that thing no more. Right. Cat Virginia King gonna be there. <laughs> it's so, not gonna happen. Just give yeah. it up. We we had we had the script, but they didn't want to listen to our script. Our script was when John Witherspoon passed away. The funeral was gonna be on that Friday, and all the shenanigans happened after the funeral. You know, black funerals with all the shenanigans happen. Yeah, they didn't want to give us, you know, <clears throat> that was our script, but you know, that's neither here nor there. I mean, but, but why we can we why we taking a pen? Mm-hmm. As much as I love the comedic talent and genius of Bernie Mac, he was not a mm-hmm. necessary person for Last Friday. Like true, his role true. was iconic, but not iconic mm-hmm. enough to where, you know, what I'm saying, it, it, I think it would have been nostalgic to see him in the last one because he mm-hmm. was in it. But Bernie's role in Like Friday was literally. When he came to evangelize, mm-hmm. saw Miss Parker, <laughs> got mm-hmm. caught, and that and that was it. That was it. That was so it. unless he was the mm-hmm. preacher, I could see that. But right, you know. So like you said, we should have had it done before John Witherspoon checked up out of here. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. I know she might not be on the rest of the poor, but his sister just died too. So <laughs> you know, Mother Gertrude's oh, oh. She she just she, she just got up Mother, out of here too. So, well, Mother Gertrude's on here now. She's on here. Um, <laughs> she's on here. On the Gershu on here. She's on here. <laughs> next up on the blessing report. <laughs> let me go back to uh, AJ and I'm gonna go to Mother Gertrude. Gertrude next. Um, okay. Okay. So remember, you know, so Ezel getting back to Emmy memorable performances in Friday. Uh-huh. All good black movies. House Party, the first one. Um, Menace to Society. Lethal Weapon's white folk movie, but he was still good in there. Last but not least, I'm gonna, the two movies: The Players Club and Baps. So clearly, he is a black. Mm-hmm. Cinema 
legend. Mm. He was been all in all these good black movies. Um, and a recurring so, feature on the comic view. Because I remember oh, yeah. him a few times. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, great, great, great stand-up uh, comedian. And I'm going to go into another bless-up, and I'm going I'm to leave Mother, Mother Stacks for last. Um, okay. Because the Saints, you know, we got we to, gotta, you know, work on that one. Uh, so, uh, Melvin ben Pe- Van Peebles. We, we judge hot oh, off the press. He just, we, we just got the call. Toe ain't even cold yet. L- listen, he ain't even, he's still in the house. Um, My God. Just, um, corner just pulled up. Um, influential actor, uh, director, uh, Mar- sure. Marvin May Peebles died Tuesday. Well, it was actually was a couple days ago. But uh, the 89-year-old director was best known for his independent films, Watermelon Man in 1970 and Sweet Sweetback's mm-hmm. Badass Song in 1971. Right. Uh, he was also the mm-hmm. father of Mario Van Peebles, uh, with whom he wrote and directed the movie Panther in 1995, which is about the Black Panthers, which he considered mm-hmm. that film a history lesson for kids too young to remember the Panthers community activism. However, Joshua, you probably mm-hmm. know him best. Yeah. As, for his role in Living Single. Yep. As Warner Devon, mm-hmm. I want to say that was uh, season mm-hmm. three, episode 16. An episode entitled like Father Likes Sex. Like Father Likes a Great episode. <clears throat> yep. Mm-hmm. Great episode. Great episode. Great episode. So uh rest up to Melvin Van Peoples. And then we're gonna go with Mother Gertrude stats. So for those that aren't in uh, the in the church scene, right? Um, mm-hmm. what could we use to describe or how can we describe mother to the folks that don't go to no church? Ooh. Mm. She was John with a spoon sister. So anytime he had Imagine a story where he said the the a complete one eighty <laughs> right. of John Witherspoon in, right. in, in as a woman, that's that's Mother Stacks. Right. That's the best way I can tell you. <laughs> Everything that he wasn't, she was. <laughs> yeah, like that's exactly so, <laughs> what I. Oh can yeah, say. we woke up this morning and Mother had flew on to, to glory. Um, but um. She was a traveling evangelist. She is a prayer warrior. She's a preacher. Mm-hmm. All the things. Um, so yeah. we've been losing some some women in the body. We lost Duranis. We God. lost uh, Mother Joyce. We Ooh, lost don't remind Bishop Iona Lock. <laughs> we we lost we've lost some legends in this in this thing this year this year or within the last two years. I want to say. Little so. Miss Muffin sat on a tuffet. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, remember yeah. Duranis? Was at Glory Fest and uh, I she was like, "I'm gonna she sing this song that's on my heart." She sang "Man in the Mirror," <laughs> doing her altar call, right? Because she had a notepad and was like, "I'm gonna sing this song that's on my heart." And she was reading, and I was thinking, "Oh, she must have re- the, the song of the Lord must have dropped in her spirit." Right, and uh, she starts singing the lines, and I'm like, "I'm like, this sounds sound familiar." familiar. <laughs> and she got there. She's like, if you want to make the world a better place, if you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make up. <laughs> <laughs> only one Duranis. It was only one Duranis. God bless her. I love her. But rest up to rest Mother up Gertrude. to AJ Mother Gertrude. Rest up to AJ Johnson for uh, sure. Melvin Van Peebles sure. and Mother Gertrude uh, for just being great black folks in, in different industries, in different places and spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, they all had an impact on black culture. Um, and Mother 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 Gertrude uh, in church culture, like a she, staple. M- Yes, major impact. Yeah. Uh, so, rest up to those three black uh, legends in their own right. And uh, Josh, you ready to go to the billboard? Yeah, I am. 
But before we dive directly into it, I want to do this one particular thing. You ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. They don't last long. We get to the point. We know <laughs> you love it because it's everyone's favorite joint. These are Josh Rogers athletic abbreviations. <laughs> this week in Josh Rogers athletic abbreviations, we are talking about some um, gold. Well, only one gold medal is here <laughs> and an overhyped sensation. You saying Bolt and Shikari um, right. Richards were in the news because you saying boat was recently interviewed and he said that shikari needs to stop talking which we all said about a month or so ago and they said we was hating but anyway uh the olympic gold medalist said uh with the post last week um that i would tell shikari to train harder and to be focused and not say too much. If you talk that big talk, you have to back it up. And you can tell that she didn't back it up. She just ended up in the back. Um, so what you saying also said was, so just train and focus on that. He continued and try to come back, do it, and then talk about it. Uh, Richardson shared a social media post that read, everybody want to give advice in the media, but none of them actually take the time to speak to her outside the media. So I feel her. Um, stop speaking on me. Um, when you don't even speak to me, Richardson added, good humbling morning to y'all. I could not have said it better myself. Brian, what are your thoughts about Shikari and, you know, how she reacted to you saying comments? Uh, she's been just reacting kind of, kind of immature in terms of anybody's comments. For um, sure. He was telling the truth. That one, well, one, because he's Jamaican, so he's probably riding for his Jamaican folks, which mm-hmm. is true, though. You know, Jamaicans mm-hmm. are the, the women top three. Um. Yeah, but I think she is doing a lot of talking for not winning. To not be like, winning anything. Yeah, you can't win ninth places. Like ninth, dead. And you doing all this talking, right? <laughs> all this talking, and <clears throat> and you know we love, we stand for, you know, uh, the the you know speaking up for yourself and empowering yourself. But you gotta win. So you got if you're gonna do all that, you gotta win, right? And and I think to. To his point and to his credit, y'all ain't friends. Y'all ain't mentor, mentee. So he probably has an opportunity. And that's the other thing. Most of the people who've spoken on you were asked Mm -hmm. about you. They didn't volunteer any information about you. They went around here saying, I want to talk about Shikari. Of course, journalists are going to ask them because they're in the sport. That's just how the media works. It would have been different if they had created like this whole social social media post and went live you know about right. what you were doing but that wasn't the case somebody asked him a question they didn't mm-hmm. say anything negative he said it true like if you're gonna talk that kind of talk you got to be able to back it up and i think somewhere in there he was saying like and when you talk that kind of talk all it does is make the jamaican women want to beat you even more so they're right. training even harder <laughs> right to make sure that what and and that's any competition. If you hear your competitor saying, "I'm this, I'm net, I'm this, I'm net," oh yeah. The only thing that I'm <clears> going to do now is make sure that it, you eat those words. I'm gonna try my right. best to make sure you eat those words. And they yeah. definitely did that, right? So easily in four more in four more years when it's time to do this again, just make sure that you are you're taking these next four years to train, do whatever type of intermediate races that I don't really know the Olympic, I don't really know the professional racing world, but whatever races right. come up, making sure that you're doing your thing. So when the Olympic Games come up again, that you know what I'm saying you represent for the United States and do what Flojo did. You know, she was an American mm-hmm. who who stunted on everybody. And you and we've everybody. seen what you can do. So you have the capacity mm-hmm. to do it. Just tr- like yep. Usain Bolt, I think, said it best. And 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 what I want to clarify is that 
me and Brian are not black men that are not supporting black women or anything like right. that. All we're saying is that you can't talk, and this is for anybody, you can't talk that much game, that much smack, mm-hmm. and then right. not like you since you came in ninth. Ninth. Ninth out of what was it like ten or eleven? No, nine. People racing? Oh, so you yeah. were last. So it was Dead nine. <laughs> you weren't even I was giving you credit, sis. Like you came nah. last. Last. Mm. And you t- like and you and you talking like you first place. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, um, enough of that. You know, you saying both said what he had to say. He is the GOAT, still the fastest man um in in the world. And hopefully, sis, you you humble yourself soon and you listen. And that concludes Josh Rogers athletic mm-hmm. abbreviations um mm-hmm. this recently brian the emmys had taken place the primetime emmy awards recently aired uh, this past okay. sunday with cedric the entertainer as the host did you see the little <laughs> thing when uh with, with his with his three tv wives i did that was fun uh, it was it was yeah well you know with loretta divine not loretta divine lovita alizade jenkins lovita alizade jenkins i've been watching being mary jane and i'm at the point where loretta divine was on there when she got in the accident with gabriel jr anyway um lovita and then mm-hmm. nisa nash and then uh mm-hmm. pam tashina arnold that's her name mm-hmm. and I I, mm-hmm. I I thought that was cute i thought that was mm-hmm. cute they did that you know what i'm saying i i don't really think Cedric Entertainer, his funniest moment has always been his set at Kings of Company. Outside of that, he's just kind of silly. But that's neither here nor there. Before you, um, before you go I, any further. Yeah, go ahead. Before you go, go ahead. Further, she's she's talking about the Emmys. I, gotta, I, I just got I just got to play this. Okay. Please. Not least, who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um everybody black. <laughs> I am. All right, that's it. That is that's, our, that's all that is say. friend to the show and friend in the real life. Issa mm-hmm. <laughs> with mm-hmm. her famous quote, I'm rooting for everyone black. But sometimes, black. no matter black. how hard we root, everybody <laughs> black don't get awards. And that's what happened. There was a whole bunch of black <laughs> folk nominated in every category, but only three black folk. Uh, well, not only three, uh, but only a very select few black people actually took home trophies. But three of them had very historic wins. Debbie Allen was the first black woman to receive the Governor's Award. Very, very well deserved. Oh, yeah. Uh, amazing icon. talent. Uh, an legend. icon in television. A legend. Uh, RuPaul Charles became the the most awarded black person in the show's history. And Michaela Cole became the first black woman um, to win for best writing in a limited series. However, the Emmys was white on top of white. Mm-hmm. Um, despite there being a record number of people of color recognized in acting and reality um, competition categories, all major acting trophies still went to white actors. So I'm not going to say, you know, I'm going to say it like this. Mark Lamont Hill said, you can only be disappointed when you have expectation. And right. his point was, we got to stop expecting the people in these academies, these racist academies, these things that were built to deny access and mm-hmm. and, 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 and achievement to black people to turn around right. and, you know, and just be like, oh, you can have it all. Right. And, and that isn't to say we need to go create our own awards because we already have them. What it is mm-hmm. to say is that there should be some credence, so to speak. Right. To mm-hmm. have to. Um, think about valuing more the things that celebrate us and our culture because Mm -hmm. these spaces, while they may be the premier spaces, are consistently proving that no matter how much great work we put out, it is never going to be good enough to them. 
So shout out to all the black folk who are doing amazing things on film um, and television and music um, and, you know, on Broadway, all the major awards. Right. Oh, I will say this. Um, what's her face? Um, um, Jennifer Hudson mm-hmm. is, isn't on the docket, but I read that she won an Emmy and really? she is now one award away from becoming an EGOT. So all she needs mm. is a Tony. Uh, she won an Emmy because she was an executive producer for some like limited series, web series or something like mm-hmm. real, you know, I'm real low. She don't something. have a Tony. Well, she, she, well, she, 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 she was in, she was in color singer. purple. I feel like it for a season, but I just feel like she mm. just needs another, another play. One that's probably because when she, I think by the time she got in color purple, it had already done cycles with Fantasia and mm-hmm. uh, Michelle Williams, like some, a whole bunch of other big people. So I feel like mm-hmm. she needs like, to premiere on Broadway in something. Mm-hmm. And she very, like, to say <clears> that she won't get a Tony in the span of her career is to be like, you know, she yeah. gonna get a Tony. She gonna be a yeah. EGOT. Um, I think, I think so, the whites love Jennifer Hudson, though. Yeah, the whites right. love and, Jennifer Hudson. And honestly, I think what she should probably should do, just give us a Aretha Franklin uh, stage play. Like, just do that, and then you'll win easily. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the white the whites love a good, soulful stage play. Yes. 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 But... The Emmys. The Emmys are so white. Speaking of award shows that was doing the most, the VMAs is an award show that I really don't understand why it's still in existence because music tele, um, music videos are just not a thing like they used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but the VMAs still exist. And, right. you know, there was several pieces of controversy that happened around the VMAs. One of them was Nicki Minaj, um, you know, decided not, to, not, decided not to attend at the last minute. Um, but one of the other things was that they honored a video icon, Brian. They honored mm-hmm. one of the most iconic pop stars in history from one of the most famous families in musical history. That is Janice, Demita Joe Jackson. Demita Joe Jackson. <laughs> um, and they honored her. Very well deserving. Uh-huh. Very well deserving. I would say outside of her brother, um, probably outside of, you know, I believe Michael, Janet, Beyonce, Tina Turner will go down. It's probably, in my opinion, the top four mm-hmm. entertainers to ever grace the, the earth. Um, Who's that list again? Who's that list? Uh, I didn't say them in any particular order, so don't beat yeah. me up. But I'm saying I'm not. <laughs> Michael, Janet, Beyonce, okay. Tina will go down as four of the greatest entertainers of all time. I'm just trying to think if there's anybody else I can think of, but I think yeah, I'm, that's I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm sure think. there are other people. But I'm just saying those no, I'm, four. I'm trying to think that legit. Yeah, I'm trying to see that. I think there were. I'm trying to think there are anybody that will crack that list. I think I don't, Bruno, I can't think of my hand he, right is, now. as he continues to keep Bruno's good though. He is growing. Good. Yeah, I think as he continues to keep growing, and if he gave us more consistent albums and stuff, like because mm-hmm. his live shows and stuff are crazy. Um, and mm-hmm. his level of excellence and execution. But for sure, I think who already cemented yeah, definitely. for me I'll agree with you. are mm-hmm. Michael, Janet, Beyonce. Tina Turner like what they do on the stage is just unrivaled um, yeah. but anyway I say that to say Janet Jackson is very well deserved because she also gave us some very classic uh, very iconic there's their word again music videos so they mm-hmm. honored her I think with the video Vanguard award if I'm not mistaken um, so in traditional tribute form you get people to sing your songs and to you know you know, bring back, you know, recreate or reenact things that you did in videos or performances. And one of the things that Janet was kind of notoriously known for in some of her performances, Brian, was that she would take a man from the audience and put him on a crucifix. Oh, she did. And then do like this very provocative dancing and things Mm -hmm. like that. So Normandy, 
I don't know these young people's names, but her, <laughs> she, you know, decided to recreate or reenact that moment in her tribute to mm-hmm. Janet. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, instead of bringing a man on the mm-hmm. stage, she brought Tiana Taylor on the stage. And now, you know, we understand that the LGBTQ plus community um, is just ubiquitous with society in the world right it it is Mm -hmm. normalized in a sense and so there was no real like uproar or shock behind it specifically because both of these women identify as Uh heterosexual cisgendered women right Mm -hmm. and because historically and in our society women are given so much more grace and passes in terms of how they can explore and navigate their sexuality Mm -hmm. there was no uproar there were no issues about Mm -hmm. the provocative and very sexual nature of that performance from one woman to another i mean vagina in faces okay (laughs) now why am i going through all of this why am i saying all this brian well a few months ago if you if you recall you know Uh Uh, you know, a, a very interesting person in society by the name of Bootsy, better mm-hmm. known as one of the creators of the na- the Black National Anthem, Wipe Me Down, uh-huh. began to have all of these comments and critiques about another young man named Little Nas X, government known as Montero. And uh-huh. part of his critique is about some of the shenanigans, quote unquote, or antics that he performs you know, when he's live, he's kissing some of his dancers, he's doing things in his mm-hmm. videos and things like that. And Boosie's right. main argument, Brian, stop me when I'm wrong, because I'm, I'm okay. okay to be wrong. Okay. Boosie's main argument is that we have to protect the children because uh-huh. they're being exposed to this gay SHIT. And it's mm-hmm. not okay for our children to see that because then they would want to be those things. Mm-hmm. Now... Let's go back to the Normani and the Tiana Taylor situation. Boosie's mm-hmm. been quiet. <laughs> so is it a gay thing? Or is it your disdain for Little Nas X and your intolerance of male homosexuality? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think I don't think y'all remember, but uh, he was the same one that said like put your put your lips. I'm put I'm 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 be nice at this this because last last week episode we were kind of you know a little more graphic, but I'm be a little nice at this with my my words. Um, mm-hmm. He said put your lips. If y'all grown folks know what I'm talking about. Put your lips on Instagram and I give you a thousand dollars. So there were two ladies uh, who were putting their lips on each other's lips on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of the reasons why Boosie got kicked off Instagram. So it was two ladies who were putting the lips on each other's lips. Um, shouts out to Color Purple. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know he was just watching it like the rest of the world. So for sure. Um, to your point, it's it's you know it's it's the, there was the double standard there. So yes, there is definitely a double standard. And I, and me and Brian and I, I well, let me speak for myself. I am not here to advocate for the over-sexualization uh, in performances, whether you're gay, straight, bi, ace, like whatever it is, right? I think, mm-hmm. I do think just in general, there is a mm-hmm. lot of sexual innuendos in primetime television that our kids can be influenced by. But that right. is where our, as parents, and I'm not saying influenced by, it would, so please don't get me wrong in saying this. I'm not saying influence in terms of, 
um, it's going to determine what they're how they identify. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is is that the influence could come in their 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 inability to really gauge what these things mean based on their maturity right. level. So they're right. asking questions at nine years old about this, that, and the third. Like, and even Lil Nas, and even some of these people, Lil Nas X has clearly said this song isn't for children. Right? right. So I understand the inappropriate nature, regardless of the identification that is on television. Mm-hmm. But what you would never hear me say is that I'm going to throw little Nas X away and then excuse this because it's the mm-hmm. same thing. It's just right. that men, women are able to explore, like I said, their sexuality in ways that mm-hmm. men are not given the same grace. And men are able to normalize their their um, their lesbian rooted fantasies because these are things that they want to see. And because mm-hmm. that's how society says we should think, then we mm-hmm. don't hear arguments on the other side. But if Boosie mm-hmm. is going to stand loud and clear for this, then I need you to keep that same energy over here. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. I don't need you to keep any energy. I need you to be quiet and mind the mm-hmm. business that pays you. Drink your water, mind your mm-hmm. business, and worry about who's in your bed, right? Because mm-hmm. whatever these people are doing, they are adults. And they have the right to do what they do, whether you agree with it or not, whether you're morally convicted by it or not. That's that. That's not, that's not up for you to decide who's doing these things. And as a parent, if you feel as though you don't want your child, why are you letting them watch it? Why mm-hmm. are you not doing a better job uh, but I don't expect it from Boosie, the same man who praised his 11-year-old son for watching porn, the same man mm-hmm. who had a grown woman give his 13-year-old son fellatio in a car. Like, this is the same man who wants to talk about the children. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know, this isn't a greater conversation, but, you know, I just, I just <laughs> find real issue with that level of hypocrisy and uh-huh. with this kind of blatant disregard for logic, Brian. It just mm-hmm. bothers mm-hmm. my spirit. All right. I'm All right. sorry. I, I feel that I feel it. I feel you're you're, you're vexed or the same. Okay, you're vexed and grieved in your spirit. It grieves my spirit, and maybe that's part of my 32 year old journey. And I am grieved, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't want to be grieved by these things. No, but moving on, um, mm. moving on to other award shows that are also doing terrible, terrible things. <laughs> BET. Brian, BET hosts the BET Awards, which is like our cultural, you know, our, the very, very black essence fest of the Grammys, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But they also host, they also <laughs> host, they also right. host the mm-hmm. great value. I mean, we're well, not even great value. They also host like the, the very, 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 mm-hmm. very low bar version of any mm-hmm. award show to ever hit the television. And that mm-hmm. is the BET Hip Hop Awards. And during this time, <laughs> they they present an icon award that is the I Am Hip Hop Award. Mm-hmm. And in the past, Brian, recipients have ranged from people like, you know, Snoop Dogg, Master uh-huh. P, Little mm-hmm. Wayne, LL, mm-hmm. the ladies love Cool James, Salt in uh-huh. Pepper, uh, shout out to Spinderella, Lil Kim, mm-hmm. Ice Cube, and a few <laughs> other hip hop legends. Uncle Luke, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's a good one. But this year, they decided to honor Mr. Country Grandma himself, oh, all the way from St. Louis, Missouri. Nelly is <laughs> who they decided to honor. And I'm the Brian, I ain't even going to go into too much more. He's out of place. 
<laughs> oh, he, he is hip hop. When you think of hip hop, you immediately think of Nelly. Ne- not, not, no, not a chance. You think of I, Nelly? I, I think of Nelly of like St. Louis hip hop for sure. Like, but other than that. And, I, and I'm not saying that he could have never been on the list because as you continue to honor icons, you run out of people. But mm-hmm. I feel like there's a laundry <laughs> list of folk that y'all oh, yeah, have skipped over <laughs> before right. you could before you should have got to Nelly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nelly ain't even mm-hmm. in the top 20 rappers of all time. Nelly? Oh, no, not at all. Nelly, and I'm not, and this is not to dis- disgrace anything that he's done musically. Mm-hmm. He gave us bops. Yeah, he's he a decent songs, rapper. Gave us some good songs. Like Nelly's hip hop, though. I ain't never said, Brian, in my adult life, I ain't never sat back and said, let me go play country grammar. Let me go stomp <laughs> in my Air Force Ones. Never have I did it. Never have I wanted to drop and get my eagle on in my adult age. So, <laughs> so I'm just trying to figure out the ways and in which. Isn't BET Nelly doing country now? He he's he's technically should be at the CMAs. Well, I think uh, he's because, uh, on tour with Florida Georgia Line or something like that. See, he need to go back to the Missouri line and and figure these things out because mm-hmm. we don't want whatever Nelly is trying. To give us moving on, moving on to other music related news. The Fugees are reuniting for a tour, and Mm -hmm. it will be a tour that will happen on February 30th because it's never happening. Um, (laughs) Lauren Hill, Wycliffe John, and Proz are allegedly back together. I just don't Mm -hmm. believe Lauren Hill is going to show up for anything, but she might show up for one and that'll be it. And it's going to be it. The group announced that they were doing a world world tour to celebrate 25th anniversary of their 1996 album, The Score. The 12 City Tour. How's it a world tour? You only doing 12 cities? The 12 City Tour is set to start <laughs> um, today in an undisclosed mm-hmm. location in New York, and the rest of the tour will continue through November 2nd in Chicago, and then head to various um, U.S. cities, ending in Nigeria and Ghana. Just because you go to two countries in Africa, don't make it a world. Tour. Lauren Hill did have this to say. <laughs> uh-huh. The Fuji's have a complex but impactful history. I wasn't even aware the 25th anniversary had arrived. See, you see how tapped out she is? Oh my God, I didn't even know. <laughs> she didn't even know the things. Uh, she said, I wasn't right. even aware the 25th anniversary had arrived. I so brought to my attention, but <laughs> I just uh, I decided to honor this significant project. So we'll see if it's happened. I would not buy a ticket to that to save my life. I don't trust it. No. Uh, y'all tell no. me about it. Last but I'll not least, uh, last but not least, in the <laughs> in, in in the Billboard, uh, Britney Spears. Now we don't usually highlight white stars here, and Brian, I don't know, know how she grief. made it. Brian gave I did. me because I, I felt like that this this deserved to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I said the only time white people on this show is if they get dragged, <laughs> and I don't know, they, I don't know how Britney Spears made it on this list. But you know, you know, I'm gonna we're tell partners you in this thing here. I'm going to tell you why, because I love Mm. white mess. And Britney's <laughs> life is white mess. Okay. Ain't and that, docu- that documentary is about to be a thing. Okay. So the new Britney Spears documentary is coming, and Netflix dropped a trailer for the upcoming Britney Spears documentary called Britney versus Spears. Um, it's going to be released on September 28th. So that's just a few days from now. Um, and that's the day before her next hearing regarding her conservatorship. Um, 
Brian, are you going to watch it? Are you going to tune in to Britney versus Spears to see what all the hype <laughs> is and the, 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 the tea of it all? Not at all. Not at all. I will unless, unless, <laughs> unless, unless the black people, the blacks say, like, girl or a boy, y'all need but to watch this. you know this. the blacks going to say it because we love white mess. <laughs> Why do you think we watch Bridgerton and The Crown? We love white mess. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna watch it. Why you think? Why you think Grey's Anatomy has lasted so long? White it has mess. <laughs> it does. Whites on that show be crazy. Um, they be crazy. So we we are here to see it. And you know, one thing I will say in all seriousness though is that I'm glad mm-hmm. that Brittany is getting back control of her life and having access Definitely. to the things that she deserves that she's worked hard for. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, we won't go into her talent and her skill and all that kind of stuff, but I can't deny the fact that the woman worked hard to get what she had. So, with that right. being said, understood and accepted, Brian, are you ready to go into the living yes. room? Yes. So, let's I do so grab, your drink, grab your drink, grab your snack, grab your popcorn, grab your um, your sushi, whatever it is that you like when you're sitting in your living room and have conversations. Right grab that. Ooh, I don't like no raw fish. Um, hey, go, oh. go, go, go ahead and do that. We, we can talk about that later, Brian. We're not going <laughs> to argue about sushi. Or are we supposed to be arguing about the new state-of-the-art stadium by the Let's go. They don't last long. We get to the point. <laughs> we know you love them because it's every fan's favorite joint. These are Josh Rogers athletic abbreviations. The Clippers are building a brand new stadium. Mm-hmm. Brian, they how are. did you let this slip? Um, they have, they have, it's outside of my control, and, and they're wasting their money. <laughs> and is it gonna be in Long Beach? But is it gonna be in the black not, area of LA? No, nah, it's gonna be on Inglewood. It's gonna be in Inglewood. Inglewood. Which is, I knew it was is, one of them. It, okay, okay. Which is being gentrified, so it's gonna be mm-hmm. the white neighborhood. Um, is that down the street from Bishop though, Blake, or is that Crenshaw? No, or Compton. Crenshaw is where Bishop Blake is. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Inglewood is where Issa's from. God bless you, Issa. We love you. Mm. Friend of the podcast, friend of real life. Um, the dooms. The Dunes, yeah. So it's in Inglewood, which is where the Lakers used to play at the Great Western Forum. So they actually ended up, I think, buying that land and they're like revamping it and all that kind of stuff. And I, it it means nothing because they're probably not going to win. And 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 the thing about it is, like, they would have to win multiple championships for like people in LA to really care, right? To be like, oh my gosh, the Clippers are like something. Like, but the no renderings look so amazing. It's going to be a great stadium. It's gonna be a great state. It's, in my understanding, it's made specifically <laughs> for basketball. So I'm, I'm, I would mm-hmm. love to go, like to see how it is, because it's gonna be a new stadium. Staples Center is old. It's run down. It's I think mm-hmm. over twenty something years. So Staples Center is, is needs much work, uh, much prayer, much fasting. But it's just you know the Clippers like you're building this new stadium and I ain't one like a thing. So do you think that the building of the new stadium is going to prompt the Lakers to to eventually build a new stadium soon too? Definitely, I think that yeah, I I think that's how that's how sports works. Um, For sure, everyone wants a new stadium. Uh, never wants a new arena. Um, if you look at LA right now, I want to say all the sports franchises have like a brand new complex in, in some capacity. And and if the Lakers are left for Stable Center, I'm pretty sure they'd be like, we need we need more. Uh, but it's gonna be where the funding gonna come from. Uh, I think the Dodgers have an older stadium, but that's they're not gonna change that. They do some remodeling and stuff like that. They may do some remodeling with the Sable Center um, because it's right there in the heart of LA. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? All right. So anyway, we were heading to the living room. Let's keep on doing that. Sure. <laughs> and let's and let's let's go have this conversation. All right. All right, 
in the living room. We are excited to be here where we talk about things, you know, that are important. And last week we talked about Dwayne and Whitley and we kind of had some fun. This episode may be a little bit more as far as introspective and thought provoking and have more in-depth conversation regarding a topic that is extremely important. Um, but we're going to, of course, keep things light. And there was something we kind of were thinking about talking about in um, Josh being a high-performing Jamaican, uh, meaning he has <laughs> all the jobs. <laughs> has yes. all the jobs. Um, there was something I think we were talking about that we think that would be uh, important, especially for folks, the millennials our age, folk, millennials that is in general, um, who you know are doing the things have all the jobs and all that kind of stuff but deal with something called imposter syndrome so i think we want to kind of discuss that tonight and then kind of play some context for those that don't know and uh, i'm gonna read the definition for those that don't know okay so imposter syndrome is basically a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their skills talents mm-hmm. or accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud Despite external evidence of their competence, those experiencing the phenomenon, phenomenon that is, uh, remain convinced that they are frauds and do not deserve all that they have achieved. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is something that is legit. um, And I guess the first thing would be, Josh, have you ever dealt with imposter syndrome? Oh my God! When haven't I dealt with imposter syndrome? <laughs> right. Um, mm-hmm. As much as I've achieved in life, in terms mm-hmm. of you know academia and whatever else, all the other things that I've done, I, there's always a part of me. There's always a part of me when I walk in sometimes new rooms. Am I questioning? Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to be in this room? Right. Um, and why am I in this room with these people? And, you know, a lot of times my credentials either outweigh theirs or equal to theirs or even mm-hmm. if somebody is more credentialed than me in in whatever way, it's not it. What I've been having to learn is that that does not devalue or take away who I am, and what I bring to the table. Um, mm-hmm. But there have been times where I felt like I just didn't belong. I wasn't right. good enough to be in those spaces or like or even when I've been invited to spaces like why? Mm-hmm. And not just, and even sometimes social spaces too. Like, why am I here? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll stop there. How about you? Uh, uh, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, this may or may not be the same thing, but I think I definitely deal with a situation where, like, I know I'm great at a lot of things, mm-hmm. um, but I don't feel that I'm great at a lot of things, and I don't feel mm-hmm. like like I deserve <laughs> um, or I am uh, less the word adequate to be in spaces. Um, even though I've proven time before that I actually am capable of success and capable of achieving things and capable of doing things. But in the end, it's kind of like, oh, I don't I don't feel like I deserve to be yeah. here or I belong. Um, and the funny thing is when you like step out and look at the people that are in the room that you decided to not go into because you didn't feel adequate, it's like you're killing yourself because it's like this nigga's in there like you know what i mean right right <laughs> that is one of the worst feelings um where you like oh i'm not i'm not good enough for that i don't i'm not i'm not you know worthy for that i'll stand back and just allow somebody else in that space and the niggas that's in that space um just are they're legitimately um just they just incapable of of achieving type of success um just yeah, yeah. So I've definitely dealt with that. 
So um, have you ever been in a situation, I guess, where I just said that, you know, where you, there was something that you probably should have done, but you said, you know, I'm going to allow somebody else to do it because I didn't feel like I was, I guess, good enough for it. And you were like feeling like bad about yourself because you let somebody else who probably shouldn't be in that spot be in that spot. Yeah, I can think of like not specific examples, but I can remember <laughs> times like even in like mm-hmm. school where like, you know, you're in the group mm-hmm. and they ask for the person to, to right. speak or to do whatever, the leader and. You be like, oh, you know, yes. you're passionate about it, and you just let somebody else mm-hmm. do it when you know you could, or just in, or when you're in school, right? And you, you know, you're talking, especially That's in college, true. when you have like a good point mm-hmm. that you want to make, and you don't raise that hand to say uh-huh. it, and then somebody comes in mm-hmm. and either says something similar, but doesn't really give it the way you know you could have gave it, and those mm-hmm. kind of like, mm-hmm. so those are just because I feel like, because in those moments I'm thinking like, is this gonna hit? Is this gonna make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, is 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 yeah. my train of thought relevant to you know whatever? Um, and sometimes I find myself very quiet in class during. I would participate in discussions because we had participation points, so I had to talk. Mm-hmm. But I would find myself right. overall sometimes quiet because I was questioning um, the validity and the the impact of what I was saying uh-huh. and not really understanding enough. Not understand that it was a learning environment. So even if I was completely mm-hmm. off, that was my opportunity to be off and to learn and to grow. But mm-hmm. also after hearing other people say some of the ridiculous things that they right, say, right. knowing that I wasn't off. <laughs> um, right, right, And right. also just the deep understanding that I had of the material, right? Um, but just mm-hmm. not confident. And I think that's where it comes from, right? It's just not confident mm-hmm. in what you know. It's not like you don't right, know right, right. you don't have it. It's the lack of confidence right. in what you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Pretty, I'm pretty sure there are other examples where I, oh, even at the gym. So, like, you know, at Effect Fitness, uh-huh. they have like the front right. row bricks and stuff. Uh-huh. Like, on Saturday, the front rows are kind of assigned. But, like, during mm-hmm. the week, it's open. Uh-huh. And there have been times I'm like, nope, I ain't going up there because I ain't, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> be like on the second, third row, killing it. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, yeah. man, you know what I'm saying? So, it's, it's that thing of, you know, why not just put yourself out there? Um, not because mm-hmm. I want to shine, but because if this is where the best are and I want to be one of the best, then why not? Uh, I right. have the capacity to compete with these people, to perform on the same level of these people. So I think it displays itself in so many ways. And uh-huh. we may not even think about it that way, but like it could it could be literally that simple. Um, yeah. I'll stop there yeah. again. <laughs> and I, I would agree with that. I think, I don't know if this is within the same category, but I think this may be. Is the have you ever like had an idea or thought like right? And you were like, you know, I'm gonna post something uh-huh. today. And you thought like, yeah, you, you something in your mind, and you say, you know what, I'm not gonna post that. I'm not going to. But it would have been something that was, you know, mm-hmm. thoughtful, something that may have, you know, changed somebody's life, whatever. And then somebody else posts something similar. And you're like, but you didn't trust like your voice being, um, I guess not necessarily valid. Um, uh, but I think that's something I probably have dealt with more so thinking like maybe, you know, people don't people don't want to hear what I got to say. When, when mm. knowing that, you know, what you have to say is extremely important, can be life changing, can pretty much make or break somebody's day and stuff like that. Um, but what do you, I guess, within that, with uh, as far as what do you think are some of the things that may cause or um, that may attribute to folks, you know, impo- having imposter syndrome? So I think I alluded to it a little bit earlier when I was like, I think it's the the lack of confidence and what you do know and your ability. I, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people who ha- who suffer with imposter syndrome, and I can just speak for myself, is that like I have a deep knowing of what I know. So I read, mm-hmm. 
Um, I mm-hmm. listen to podcasts. Uh, right. I just don't. Re- I don't just record one. Like I, you know, and sometimes I listen to some of them for entertainment, but some of them I listen to for education. Like NPR is one of my favorites. Um, so right. I say all that to say, like I'm, I'm well read. I'm well learned. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I have a very, you know. I understand my strategic mindset and how God mm-hmm. deals with my thinking and how I'm able to look at something and dissect it. Like, I know all of that, but sometimes it is the, it is the lack of confidence in, in what I bring to the table. Um, and mm-hmm. again, I think that that can be spread across many different sectors of life. Not just, you mm-hmm. know, we, we, we like to think about it in just academia or the workplace, Mm-hmm. Oh, especially the workplace, you know, meetings mm-hmm. where we don't speak up or, you yep. know, trying to find your voice and, you know, especially as black folk trying to mitigate the balance of um, really doing your job versus kissing, like all those type of things that we have to Definitely. battle as black people. Mm-hmm. But then also having to show up because you don't want to be seen as lazy or as, right. you know, disinterested and um, all that different kind of stuff. So uh, I think a main part of it is not having, I think it kind of starts as a child and not having the affirmation um, of mm-hmm. and the reassurance that you're smart. You know, uh, go back to the movie to help. Well, Annalise Keating. Mm-hmm. Her name is not Annalise Keating. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we know who you're talking about. Uh, Viola Davis. Viola Davis. <laughs> Gee, I must, I must be missing the scandals and stuff. Um, right, but Annalise is definitely a made-sounding name, though. No disrespect. Yes, but, it is. You know, it, I mean, it, but you know she was supposed to be from <laughs> Memphis in the South, so it was definitely a good, deep Southern name. Um, but yeah, so, but no, Viola Davis's character, when she told a little white girl she was, you know, you know, was serving in their family, uh, she, you know, you is kind, you is smart, you is important. And as much as we have like made that memes and joked about that, I do think there's a mm-hmm. real power in starting off very young, um, yeah. affirming our children in not just their beauty, but their intelligence mm-hmm. and their creativity. Right. Um, like, so both of my sons are very different. So Jaden is very into the arts. So he's that uh-huh. kid who I already know as he gets older, Brian, he is not going to be trying to do no math and science and English. <laughs> but the boy could listen to a song. And like mm-hmm. he pretty much almost knows under 3000's verse to um, I Choose You, International Players mm-hmm. Anthem. Like, Great verse. Listen to it twice. And I'm so proud of that, mm-hmm. right? I, I am really proud. Of right. I, I, I stand on the heel that it is the greatest rap verse <laughs> ever recorded. Um, it's a good verse. Yeah, you can debate me. I don't care. I'm never. You're never convincing me otherwise. The greatest <laughs> rap verse ever recorded, and there's nothing okay. else that would be better than it. And that's that's just. I'm that's, never going to argue just, against. I'm never going to argue against Andre 3000. That is so. my truth. But anyway, I say that to say after two, <laughs> after two listens of the clean version, because I am a responsible parent. Um, like mm-hmm. he he knows like highlighted lines. The every girl mm-hmm. that I see see around town to the spaceships are equal. Like all the things. Like he, yeah. he knows it. But if you go with math, while Jay can he can count you know as his age he can count by tens he can do the addition and the subtraction but it he's he lacks that same he lacks the confidence in doing that stuff versus really knowing and understanding music like this is the same child who told me earlier in the day brian that he wanted to have a mm-hmm. podcast called the Jaden rockstar show and check this where we talk about black folk and their songs um so, <laughs> so, so there's a deep yearning or interest in uh-huh. music and art so for me it is reaffirming his uh, his intelligence um in every area um because he is just because you don't like math doesn't click 
when we're doing the homework, I see that you know it. So now I just need you mm-hmm. to know that you know it. And then for Josh, it's quite the opposite. He's my kid who's up there mixing inks out of pens and mm-hmm. making <laughs> slime from scratch and all kind right. of stuff. But then when it comes to more cultural references, he's not as he's not as into it. But when he sees me and Jaden kind of bonding over that, then he wants to. Mm. But it's me also affirming him that, you know, black people aren't a monolith. So whatever mm-hmm. your cultural experiences and references are, you're going to have those as well. And you're just as cool. You're just as loved. You're just as cultured as anyone else. You just may have different preferences. So I say right. all that to say that we have to we have to understand and really pinpoint, I think, at young ages where we see where some of those things are lacking and build up those areas. Because if we don't, then we find ourselves as adults walking into spaces, consistently questioning. uh, Mm -hmm. And I I don't think it's a questioning of who we are. I just think it's a real questioning of is who I am worthy of this space? I think Uh that's the difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And there's this, this thought process um, that, uh, that i when I read up on it, it's talking about separating the feelings from the fact, mm-hmm. right? Because the facts are that you are well read. The facts are that you know what you're talking about. The facts are sure um, you should be here. Um, but the feeling is like I don't belong here. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really just trying to re reactualize, um, uh, you know, why you should be here. And I definitely do believe that uh, it's really understanding. Within yourself and also the affirming of yourself. Hopefully, you can get an yes. affirmation if you're as an adult. If you didn't get the affirmation when you were younger, hopefully, at this point, um, let's talk about the Bible real quick. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Fight so is he. To, uh, right. So then begin to affirm the fact of like, I, be- I belong here. And this is why I belong here. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the thing is, in most cases, um, especially if you're a type of person, especially in our culture, black folks, we don't really just get pushed into rooms without having some type of credentials. Even if sure. we're the quote unquote token black person, we're qualified to be in that room. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. um, even if we're like the token, like, oh, we need to bring a black person in here. They're going to bring the black person who's qualified, um, oh, yeah. even if they don't who, want a black person in there. Who they think is the creme de la creme of black folk. Yeah. Right? Um, so even within that, I think it, if anything, we got to affirm ourselves that like we are here for a reason. Oftentimes we don't get the, um, we don't get the, uh, the fast pass as some people, we don't get the nepotism. We don't get the, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, Hey, I know a guy. Um, so if anything, I, I would realize, you know, affirm yourself and say like, I, I belong here. I've worked hard for this. I've studied for this. I've read for this. Um, I didn't just get lucky. I don't think a lot of black people, we don't just get lucky. Um, mm-hmm. I think any black person that I know for the most part, especially in corporate spaces or office spaces, like, like niggas had to work yeah, and work much harder um, than other folks. And even think about all the, like we talked about you having all these things, like you had to do things, like you had to literally prove yourself. Um, to get in the spaces for them just to allow you to be in those spaces. And then on top of that, you have to mm-hmm. prove you to get in those spaces, but then you have to maintain a certain level of excellence to remain in those spaces. To remain so in those if, spaces. If, <laughs> right. Right. And that's the thing. And then you see people on, on our, our counterparts who get in those spaces 
can't maintain those spaces, but still are allowed to be in those spaces. Um, so I don't know if that was really on topic, but I think it was. <laughs> no, it, it is because that seeing that, right, mm-hmm. makes you think, one, is all this in vain? And two, even with all of this, am I still good enough? Right. Right. And I think what we what we've been seeing lately and, you know, going back to the, you know, to the billboard and talking about the Emmys when Debbie mm-hmm. Allen got her icon award. She was like, y'all right. can turn that Proctor off because um, I ain't done. Like she, you said, you can turn that time off because I ain't done. And and, right. and, I, and, and then I think a, a white gentleman, I want to say Conan O'Brien, can't try to do the same thing. But for a very mid average type of award, and it's like you're trying to take up space in a way that belonged to this black woman. Mm. Who deserved it? And I say that to say, I think defeating imposter syndrome is being audacious enough to take up space and mm-hmm. being bold enough to do it. And like Shakari Richardson before the Great Fall, right? When she was, when she was <laughs> like, I just when she when she did that first race and killed it. I just want people to know that I'm that chick. Like, and that right. that was arrogance, but it was also like, but I'm here and I'm taking up right. space, right? Y'all so I know think I'm here. it is. Right, right. And I want to let you know that I'm here. And I think that's that's where the imposter syndrome comes in. It's like we're in the spaces, but are we taking up the mm-hmm. spaces? Right? right. And when we're not taking up space, and I want to get this very clear, especially for white people who misinterpret when black folks say we need to take up space. Taking up space means that we're not eliminating anyone else from shining. What it means right, is right. that me taking those spaces, meaning that I'm going to live fully in who I am and confidently mm-hmm. in what I bring to the table. That also means being right. authentic to myself. So me and Brian mm-hmm. talked about it plenty of times that taking a space means that I'm going to be my authentic black self. I remember, was it last week or two weeks ago? I said the phrase white gaze like 10 times in one conversation to a bunch of white people mm-hmm. because I mm-hmm. need them to understand that they were looking at things through a perspective that was not conducive to the work that we're doing to ensure greater levels of diversity, equity, and inclusion. I'm on a mm-hmm. meeting about increasing black home ownership and I'm the only black person on the meeting. So in the mm. meeting. So, you know, and right. not to say that that was necessarily a problem per se, but what it does say is that my perspective and understanding of the issues and the systematic barriers that face black families um, mm-hmm. It's more realistic than just your hypothetical analysis of what's going on and how right. we can combat it, right? So in mm-hmm. addition to our data and our statistics, here's my lived experience. Here's how okay. my parents had to navigate, just my parents had to navigate right. home buying. Here are examples right. of other people who were only shown properties in these specific neighborhoods. Here's examples mm-hmm. of appraisers underappraising homes, right? So yep. I say all that to say, it's the it, it, in those moments that was me taking up space and not allowing the imposter syndrome to be like, well, I'm the only black who here. I don't want to be like the angry black dude. No, it was me right. living fully in the truth of who I am and not dimming down my light so that other people can feel comfortable. If you want right. to be in my shade, I heard it's cool over there, but you don't have to stand mm-hmm. there, right? And mm-hmm. um, yeah, but imposter that but that but that having that perspective isn't easy. It's not easy. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I can add anything else to that. I think my last question in terms of just in life, but in, in spaces is like the idea of inadequacies or just be feeling adequate. Mm-hmm. So I, I, how would you think, or how do you feel people can feel adequate? Um, hmm. Mm. Because I think in I think in a lot of spaces, like even like think about like 
I don't know if this is within the category, but like just think about like marriage or fatherhood or mm-hmm. you know just life where you feeling like even though you know you're doing all this stuff and you feel that you're probably killing it, but then still feel like still ain't enough, right? Uh, so the question was, how can people feel adequate? Right. Um. Well, I hate to beat a dead horse, but I think so, I think the first thing is one way that we can work through why you feel inadequate is going to therapy. Um, mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. not going to make you feel adequate, but I think doing the work would at least help you think through the ways in which, like, why you why, why? you think and feel this way. Why? Right? It's the why. Right. Uh, and sometimes we just don't have the tools, and our friends don't mm-hmm. have the tools. Um, we right. need we need that greater level. I, I really see therapy as a level of discipleship. And we need mm-hmm. that greater level of discipleship to help us navigate life. Um, shout out to the podcast um, mm-hmm. to figure huh. out what is the root of this. So then I can explore, you know, um, all the great things and, you know, and how to take a space and all the stuff that we just said. So that's one thing. I mm-hmm. think that helps us get to the root. In terms of tools to help you feel adequate, I think it is. And not to be Mary Jane esque, because I've also I told mm-hmm. you I've been watching, I've been catching up, and I'm slowly <laughs> catching up. Just as a side note, because I, I I didn't see the movie where they ended the show, so I'm trying to see it all so I can finally watch see. the movie. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, like Mary Jane is notoriously known for all the sticky notes on her window, mm-hmm. on her mirror, mm-hmm. self positive mm-hmm. affirmations. And while you don't have to be that extreme, I do think a certain level of communication with um, oneself in direct alignment and consistent devotion with um, with God or you know whatever your mm-hmm. faith whatever your faith is right helps right. us get to that space of feeling adequate we find mm-hmm. we find things I'm just gonna speak from a Christian context we find things in the word of God that can affirm us like Hebrews 10 and 35 forsake not your confidence because mm-hmm. it has great recompense for reward. Right. Um, you know, Brian mm-hmm. quoted earlier, like, so as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Um, and even just the, the, the affirmation that God tells us that we're the head and not the tail, we're above and not beneath we're the lender, right. and not the bottom, like all of these type of things that I right. think, you know, fuel us from a spiritual level, which can then be transitioned into how we navigate, quote unquote, this natural life as well. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. we lean into those spaces, I think we can find ourselves um, understanding and accepting and being fully aware of the adequacy that we do possess. Like, I am mm-hmm. good enough. I am worthy um, I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of, mm-hmm. of of gratitude. I'm worthy of the experience of being mm-hmm. um, lifted up and encouraged. Like, I'm worthy of all these things. And I think I right. think that's one of the roots too. If I can just go back for a second, is that the other part of imposter syndrome is not feeling worthy. Like I don't right. deserve right. this. So Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I scale back. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, what mm-hmm. have I done to deserve this? Like these people, like, right. like, just think about I know people who like went to HBCUs and then find themselves in rooms with Harvard grads and be like, I didn't go to an Ivy League, but nigga, I went to Morehouse. So what? Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? So, right. so, you know, so but but is that, you know, I'm worthy just like you are. You know, mm. I, I am degreed and educated just like you are. Uh, I'll never forget right. the episode of A Different World. Shout out to last week's episode where Dwayne's friend came from, I think, an Ivy. 
and was trying to get yep. Dwayne mm-hmm. to transfer for grad. Yeah, and he was telling him how, you know, he'll and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, you can't network and blah, 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 blah. And Dwayne had to throw all these stats about the black lawyers and the black doctors and the networks and the mm. alumni associations and all the things. Time, so man. I'm saying all that to say it is it is it is the deep understanding of your worthiness mm-hmm. that will make you feel adequate in spaces where you once felt inadequate. And once mm-hmm. you can get a hold of worthiness, I promise mm-hmm. you the audaciousness of your life is going to be multiplied. And it was you I mean and it's going to pay dividends on how you navigate and how you experience the world. Right. For sure. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I would, I guess, encourage people like that. Like you deserve it. Right. Like you, you, you deserve, deserve it. <laughs> uh, if you work hard, if you put in the work, you put in the time, you put in the effort. Yeah. Like you deserve all the blessings. Mm-hmm. Um, like even with talking about the Bible, and of course we know everything. Everything's not gonna be perfect, right? So I don't want you to think that I'm saying that because you do everything right, everything's gonna be perfect. That's not true. You're gonna it's gonna rain sometimes. It's gonna thunder sometimes. Bad things are gonna happen ever, eventually, mm-hmm. uh, ever so often. Mm-hmm. But we're reminded, you know, multiple times that if you do, you know, you know, great things, you do things, uh, you'll eat the fruit of the land, right? You'll you'll get rewarded. And you get blessed. For just doing things, right? Doing the right things, uh, putting in the work, you're going to get re- re- blessed. Whatever you reap, you shall sow, right? So, yes. if you've done like the, uh, uh, if you've done the sowing, then you're going to reap. You're going to reap, and mm-hmm. it, it usually say whatever type of sowing that you do, you're going to reap that. So, uh, I think people don't understand that. I think they do have to understand that you deserve it. Um, and I think there's going to be the positive affirmations every single day, uh, in- encouraging yourself. Um, in the Lord or whatever faith you encourage yourself in, if you be meditation, Sometimes whatever, you have to huh, encourage yourself. Encourage yourself. Um, I also think some accountability too. Um, uh, I think yeah. one of the greatest things I have um is one accountability to myself, but also accountability for folks around me. And the ability to have folks like let me use you and Chris for an example. Mm-hmm. Successful people, right? Um Chris, I'm going to say this. He works at Google, right? Uh, does well. He has his um, entrepreneurial um, golf um, business he has. Mm-hmm. Great house, great family, all that kind of good stuff. You are, are uber degreed, have all the jobs, have all the coins and things. Beautiful family, right? Um, and But the thing is, and I, I do well, I'm doing okay to myself, but we always affirm each other and yes. there's no intimidation there's no you know feeling inadequate well, there shouldn't be any feeling inadequate because we always continue to affirm each other and hold each other accountable to just greatness black man being great doing what you do all that kind of good stuff so i think that's one of the things we've got to be able to do is understand that one do we deserve it but then also put ourselves around people who also feel that we deserve it like not that little you know side hate <laughs> type stuff like you know mm-hmm. um really be around the folks who feel um that you because i i would say that there's there's moments where i think you're going to need that you're going to need the person your friend is going to be like like nigga you're killing it you know what i'm saying like when you there's days when you feel like you're just failing at life you don't deserve anything you don't belong here like you got to have the friends and the um the uh casa negros to mm-hmm. be like bro <laughs> like 
you're you're doing the things in life like you are killing it and really just to remind you like a, a checklist of all the things uh that you're doing right and why you deserve xyz i was talking to a friend recently and uh you know they were like you know going down a whole checklist of why you know certain things were deserved and mm. why you are worthy of certain things because like we don't sometimes we don't understand we don't see who we are we don't see how great we are all that kind of stuff um again not you know going to bible but i mean you just anyway like even Jesus had to ask like his disciples, like, who do you think I am? Like, am I worthy of of this mm-hmm. accolades? Right. Cause he probably couldn't see like the greatness of, of who he is. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that's the thing is to really have some people around you who, who are, who aren't haters to be able to say like me telling you, Josh, that you are a great brother, have a great lifestyle. And you know, there's certain things in your life that I would, you know, would love to have. Right. That does not devalue what's with all the good things that are going on in my life mm-hmm. right and what it does all it does is just build both of us up so then now we don't feel like we don't deserve the thing because now we can see you know over reminded that we deserve the things um and then now we can continue to um sharpen one another and build one another up so that we're not in, engaging in that imposter syndrome for sure and i think I, I agree with that and i don't have much to add other than the thing that you know, when you talk about accountability, I think that's super important. And I think that looks different in so many ways. I think it's having people around you who also not just consistently affirm, but won't allow mm. you to not feel worthy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the things that I have. Like when I begin to think about what Josh, I mean, I'd be like, man, I don't know. Like I have friends be like, what do you mean you don't know? You know, and I just <laughs> e- like immediately. And I'm just like, oh, right. excuse me. Well, check me then. It's like, yeah, because like, what are you even talking about, bro? Like, you've been doing right. this for years, or you've done this for blah, right. blah, blah. Or, or after I've done something, be like, I hope that hit. What you mean you hope it hit? Like, when I've preached, like, like when I've preached before, like, man, I hope mm-hmm. I did good. Did you not see what just happened out there? People would just tell me, I'd be right. like, well, it, I, mean, it, I mean, I was there, but, but, but still. I don't, you I don't know, see so it's it. those yeah, things. Yeah, it's true. Right. It's, it's those things of like having people to help take the blinders off. And I think. That's another part of imposter syndrome. Like we have blinders to our own greatness, to our own, there's that word again, worth, um, Mm -hmm. and to what we bring to the table and having people to help, I mean, literally smack those things off our faces is going to be ridiculously important to Mm -hmm. our future development. Like we can't walk around with blinders and expect to fully live our life, right? We're Mm -hmm. going to always feel like imposters. Like we are, um, the wolf in the sheep's clothing and we're not right. we are the sheep we are we right. are the kings not to be hotep-esque mm-hmm. we're the kings right. we're the queens and <laughs> you know what i'm saying right we, we royalty, are the people the we are ro- royalty 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 we're made in his um, image look in the mirror and see jesus Woo. see god Y'all looking in the mirror saying, Candyman, I'm looking in the mirror and I know a man from Ooh. Galilee. Woo! That's another double whole shot. <laughs> we need an interpretation. Don't just come up here uh, and speak in tones. <laughs> I just speak because it's, it's, it's my intimate conversation with the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, seriously. Um, but no, to Brian's point, like, no, seriously, we are made in his image and we are mm. crafted after his likeness. Um, right. I was actually having a conversation today where somebody, you know, quoted the the the, the quote and I'll, and I'll end it with this. They quoted, what you do for Christ will last. And I said, I'm so sick of hearing it. And they was like, excuse <laughs> me? And I said, let me just explain myself for a minute. I said, what I believe 
mm-hmm. that means is that what we do, a lot of people relegate that to what you do in church. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I believe that to, I don't believe that to be true. I believe um, when, when we say what you do for only what you do for Christ will last, what that mm-hmm. passage is referring to is literally how are you living life in according to what you've been destined to do? Mm-hmm. How is your life aligning with how you've been created? Because right, I believe right, right. all of us have divine purpose in the earth. So every mm-hmm. single time we're in a space right. where we are actually, when you have to question who you're serving, what you're serving, and right. how you're serving, right. you need to begin to rethink, is what I'm doing aligning with what I've been called to do? And if the mm-hmm. two aren't connecting, then what you're doing has no longevity because it's mm-hmm. not what Christ has positioned you in the earth to be able to do. In fact, right. when you do it outside of his will, you give yourself this selfish level of autonomy mm-hmm. uh, over your own journey. And that's not how we live life. We live life to fulfill the purposes that was on us. That's mm-hmm. what doing for Christ last the lasting efforts of Christ's work means. It doesn't mean me being an usher, doesn't mean mm-hmm. me leading your stupid department or auxiliary. It literally right. means living a life that aligns to my divine purpose. And if that intersects with church work, mm-hmm. with a position, with a title, mm-hmm. then so be right. it. But it is not right. the end all be all. And I want to translate that to people. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage y'all for half a second. Okay. Let me step into mm-hmm. this bag. Um, Do it. I want to translate that to work. I want to translate that to personal and to everything. If anything that you're doing is not mm-hmm. is not aligning itself with your divine creation of how God created you and purposed in your life then Mm -hmm. that's why you're feeling unfulfilled. That could be a Mm -hmm. reason why you feel like an imposter because you are not living in a full truth of who you are. And I think when we step into that fullness of truth of who we really are, then there Mm -hmm. aren't any spaces that we step in. We feel like we don't fit because we've been called to every space that we grace. Mm. And I'm done. And I think that wraps up uh, this uh, (laughs) conversation. (laughs) That's a great uh, place to wrap up. Uh, great conversation. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, should we go to the PO box? Black men self care. Mm. So it's on you. What we gonna do it today? Are we gonna do it this week? Oh, oh I'm, I want to go to the PO box. I'm tripping. Um, <laughs> I think. <laughs> uh, I think we can. Pro- I think the imposter syndrome was actually good. Black men self care. So it's. Um, I think it's good for us to just kind of. We kind of went through some things. So I think this weekend we're going to try to find ways. Where we can look at our lives for sure and find ways to overcome our imposter syndrome and just do better. So right, I'm with it. Good so up care. Let's go see where uh, what Rodney Jenkins had to say. Okay, let's do it. All right, let's do it. What's going on, good folk? We are here at the P.O. Box. And thank you for hanging out with uh-huh. us as we have a little, we had a little bit more uh, in-depth, serious conversation this week. But those are always necessary. Um, uh-huh. But as always, Rodney Jinx is our post office worker, uh, committed, dedicated man, has brought us another letter. But before we get into this week's letter, you too can possibly be featured right here on the Jigsaw Podcast and yep. on Instagram because, you know, last week. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
And you can do that by submitting your letter, your comment, your question to ask the jigsaw at gmail.com. That is A-S-K, the jigsaw at gmail.com. We will give you a pseudonym, honor your pronouns because we respect who you are, and possibly mm-hmm. read your letter out loud and give you the best non-professional therapeutic give advice. Give you the best that I got, baby. <laughs> yeah uh, give you the best non-therapeutic a uh, non-professional therapeutic advice we can give you right here on Cicely Tyson internet so with that being said understood and accepted Brian who do we have yep. in terms of pronouns and what do they want alright pronouns uh, yes sir give them a pronoun or we give them a name pronouns we have for today are he him mm. Let's go with, hmm, let's go, um, you know, because I, I just read an article. Let's, James Evans. What was the name? James Evans. James Evans, married mm-hmm. to Florida. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. So James Evans writes, what's up, my dudes? I have a quick question. How do you get your girl to be more reasonable in situations. Lord, help us, Holy Ghost. It's like it's always her way or the highway. This stuff is annoying. How on earth did y'all get married? <laughs> By the grace of God. Uh, I guess it I guess it, I guess it can't be all women. Long story short, every time we disagree, the only compromise is my conforming to her ideas. It ain't cool. I have plenty of examples, but that would take me all day. And just piss me off even more. Any help will be great. Love y'all boys. James Evans. Keeping your head above water. Uh Making a way where you can. Uh Temporary layoffs. Good Good times. times. (laughs) Easy credit credit ripoffs. Scratching and surviving. Yes. Ain't we lucky we got him? Boom, 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 boom. boom, boom. Good good time. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay. We Um, love to hear it. So, do you want to go first or? (laughs) I don't know the answer to your question. Women are crazy. Um, All (laughs) of them. They are. God bless you. We love every single one. We love we women, do. but my God. Life would be nothing without y'all. It, it would be nothing. Life now is sweet and my joy is complete because I'm saved. Um, but I no. thought you were going to say something else. My life would be rugged like a ship without a sail. I don't know. That's why I was thinking. Uh, no, no. That probably fit better. But no, my mind was not <laughs> there. Um, <laughs> what was I about to say? So no. So in, in all seriousness, though, I think there are very ideological differences between how men and women process things. Um, yep. uh, women, you know, are said to be more emotional where men are more logical and all these other type of things. Mm. But I just think from a human to human perspective, you have to begin to understand um, how your, how your person responds, um, how your person receives love, how your person deals with conflict. Now for me, if y'all ain't married, if you're telling me that she is just, she lacks the ability to compromise, break over her, bro. Mm-hmm. I, that's my advice. Leave yeah. her. Right. Leave mm-hmm. her. Because if you're telling right. me the only compromise that y'all ever have is just you bending to her will, it's not going right. to get easier as you all get 
deeper into a relationship. And if it's, and it yeah. sounds like you're at your breaking point. I mean, you didn't give us any examples. Mm-hmm. We just only go by this little scenario, um, this little, you know, description of the, the thing. But if it's that deep, like there's no reason to keep spinning your wheels with her. Let her find some other simp who's going to bend every time she wants to. And this and this isn't to say that, you know, saying you're looking to be the controller man, but what it does mean is that I no, at no, least no. deserve the respect of a conversation and for us to be adults, mm-hmm. right? And real compromise means that sometimes you get your way, sometimes I get mine. We're able to really talk right. through and figure out the give and the take, the pros and the cons of it all. And, you know, and for somebody to be unwilling in any regard mm-hmm. to do that is for me personally, I am unwilling to be in a relationship with you. So that might not be right, what you right. want to hear, but if it was, this is your confirmation. Leave her. Right. Yeah. Um, and you're not married, so you can always leave at any point. And yes. like Josh said, it's it's the it's the idea that there's uh, the, the lack of the willingness to compromise. And compromise, all it is really just meeting in the middle and mm-hmm. trying to find a, find a place where both of y'all feel comfortable. It's not about winning. It's not about losing. It's about finding a place where y'all both feel comfortable yes. in that situation to where you feel like you've at least got something out of it. It's a mm-hmm. negotiation. That's really what that's really what relationships are. When it comes to disagreements, it's all about negotiating. Uh, what do you want? What do I want? Uh, what am I willing to give up in, in order to give you what you want? What are you willing to give up to give me what I want? Like that's that's what it is. That's what the compromise is. And if somebody's not willing to give up anything um, and it's always a situation where they, you're, they're willing to uh, they're not willing to give anything for you, um, for you can at least have a, a some small piece of happiness. Then, uh, yeah, like Josh said, you might have to just dip out, bro, because uh, clearly you say you have a lot of examples, but that would take you all day and would just piss you off even and more. The thing, if you, so, and if it's going to literally take you all day to go through every example and all the ways in which one, she's bro. this much of a like, break up with her. Yeah, she ain't Period. the one. Period. She ain't the one. Stop wasting your time, my right. dude. People out here dying who ain't never died before. You're dealing with this woman who who's uncompromising and unwilling to to be an adult in a relationship. Get, get, yeah. get away from her. She's gonna stress you out, bro. She's gonna stress you all the way out. All the way out. Mm-hmm. So uh thank you, James. We appreciate you writing in. Um and again, like Josh said, you can always write to the uh, P.O. Box at Ask the Jigsaw at gmail.com and we will answer your questions to the best of our abilities. Um, and I think that we have to go to a greater conversation, I believe. Yeah, wrap up the show. Let's do it. All right, let's go. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, we're here at a greater conversation where we get some things off of our chest. People be out here doing all the stupid things. Um, and we take this time to let y'all know how we feel about all the stupid things that people are doing. Josh, do you have anything? Yeah, real quick. I don't know the name of the restaurant, and I really don't care, but it's in Texas again. And you know, Texas has been Texas. They kicked a couple oh, yeah. out for wearing masks. They kicked mm-hmm. them out for wearing, Brian, they kicked them mm-hmm. out for actually having a mask on to protect mm-hmm. their immune-compromised child. Was the main reason why they had a mask on, in addition to them mm-hmm. likely just being very responsible human beings. I don't know what's going on in the water of Texas. I don't know what kind of people are down there, but whatever it is, mm-hmm. I don't want. Go ahead and detach yourselves from the United <laughs> States of America. And the United States is trash anyway. So it's not like there's this badge anyway. of honor to be connected. But y'all seems as if y'all want to do whatever the heck y'all want to do anyway mm-hmm. with no disregard, no regard for humanity. Like, bro, 
Like I get it if you personally feel that masks are whatever. Like if that's your idiotic right. way of thinking, then own that, sit in that, rest mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. that. But to condemn persons for doing what they think is best to pr- protect themselves, come mm-hmm. on, like right. I just hated to see it. So all of y'all who think like that, y'all can go somewhere I don't want to go. And I really can't wait until we get to the place of, because the pandemic is going to become an endemic, which means it's going to be like mm-hmm. the common cold and the flu. It's just going to be something that exists. We're going to learn to navigate and live with. Yep. And I am so excited. I can't wait until we get to that space because then we can, like what COVID did was also expose all the idiots that exist. But we can mm-hmm. get away from the spaces where people like that you know what I'm saying, can make these kind of determining decisions about how we live and how we navigate life in the earth. That's not okay. Yep. Um, so mm-hmm. forget all y'all, and that's it. Brian? Uh, I'm going to stay in Texas. Uh, I would uh, love to visit Texas. I kind of like Texas, but Texas be Texasing. Um, I like Texas too, but they coming up off my list until they do um, better. Yeah, uh, they do, and we're staying there. Let's talk about these Haitians. Um, just you know, oh God, being treated like runaway slaves. Um, the Biden administration, like y'all, and this is the thing that bothers me, is because like niggas be like, oh, not niggas, but folks be like, see, black people, y'all, y'all wanted this. Like, no, we didn't. Like, we didn't really rock with Joseph Robinette Biden. Like, no, it was, we did we not. Just, we disliked this nigga less than we disliked Donald Trump, right? So, it, not at any point are we like, you know what, Joe Biden's a great dude. You know, we don't we don't care about that. So at this point, Joe Biden, you're trash. Um, Shouts out to the the, um, the the governor in Texas. Y'all out here just rounding up uh, Haitians and deporting them and kicking them out of the country while you're doing something differently. You're literally bringing in, welcoming in people from other countries. Um, and y'all did all this talk, right? And I'm not caping for Donald Trump in any way because mm-hmm. he's a trash human being. But there was all this outrage when he talked about s-hole countries, um, and he talked about Haiti being one of those s-hole countries. Yeah, and how he didn't want black folks uh, coming over here, didn't want Mexicans coming over here, other immigrants are coming over here, um, and y'all are treating Haitian folks just like they are pieces of stuff right mm-hmm. so you're 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 absolutely trash um it needs to be done better um joe biden this is on your watch um we don't really like you so you need to do better um and that is it and let me just talk about the texas governor because he's in a wheelchair and i don't like him i really want to just put a broom through his wheelchair spokes and so he's just <laughs> stuck uh, I really want to just walk past him really fast so I can show off my nice fancy legs. Um, part of me just wants to... Like I said, my nice fancy legs. <laughs> part of me wants to just, you know, poke his legs with, you know, random things to see if he feels it. I really yeah, don't like him. I said I want to show off my nice fancy legs. I can't, I can't get past <laughs> it, Brian. I just walk past him real fast. Brian like, is, Brian's oh, gonna, be, Brian's gonna walk past him with a RuPaul Drag Race tease. <laughs> yeah. Like you wish, don't you? He's gonna shunt in <laughs> Vogue for the girls. Okay, show off my nice fancy. Look at this calf muscle. Okay. <laughs> um, I oh, but Texas, I love you all. Um, Texans, I love you all. But uh, 
leadership in Texas is trash. Joseph Robinette Biden is trash. Um, and we're just living in the ghetto. That's what we, that's what's happening here. That's what we're living in the ghetto. Right. And, and um, is that it? I think that's it. I was going to play a song, but I don't. Go I don't ahead. Go ahead. Do it. All right. Since we're doing it. Since we're doing it. We out here now. We are okay. out here now. Whoa. All right. Whoa. Whoa. I felt my little rich opera. Right. You didn't know I can do opera? You didn't know I could do opera? <laughs> Here goes. Okay. Okay. Cause he can't walk. I get it. He can't walk. Is that saucy Santana? That's it. Is saucy. I love saucy. <laughs> I love saucy Santana. I love Santana. Um, that was you know that that word was for uh Greg Abbott. All right, you can't walk, but talk all the stuff. So with that being said, understood and accepted, I think think this wraps up another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. As always, we want to thank you for joining us. We appreciate you sitting here for our shenanigans and the beautiful duality of righteousness and ratchetness and all the things that we we bring to the table. Because duality is a thing. Shout out to Around the Way Curls girls who who made that statement a thing. Um, But we appreciate Mm -hmm. you for loving us and our duality and what we bring to the table and the space that we're in. Um, yeah, we, we're going to appreciate more of your support as you continue to support us in our endeavors that Brian is going to tell you about right now. Right now, yeah. Uh, October 24th, be in the place. Uh, get your tickets. They are going fast. I think even right now as we were recording, people are, I'm sure, buying tickets right now. Oh, yeah. So, I, I, I checked the event page and tickets are, are selling literally right now. Somebody got paid. <laughs> somebody tickets are, got paid. Tickets are going. Right. Buy you one, buy you two, invite a friend. And buy the sneaky link, you know, show up in that place and do some things. Um, so please continue to support us. We're looking forward to that event. Uh, we're excited about it. Uh, other ways to support us, make sure you follow us on all forms of social media, Facebook, Instagram, the Jigsaw Podcast. Follow us individually. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. Uh, make sure you follow us, like, subscribe, all that kind of good stuff on every single platform where podcasts can be found. Uh, in addition to that, make sure you leave a comment. Make sure you give us five stars or nothing at all. If you have any ideas for the show, please DM us. Let us know what's something you want to talk about. Uh, if you have a guest that you want to be on the show, uh, tell them, hey, uh, I want you to be on the Just All Podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Hit them up with the puzzle pieces because we want to do the things. We want to grow. We want to continue to be here. So we appreciate you, all of our fans, all of our listeners, all of our family members, all the puzzle pieces for being great because Josh and I will be great without you. But we're glad we're even better with you. <laughs> that's a word. That's a word. We, we ain't no imposters here. Yeah, we ain't imposters. We ain't no imposters. Look at us. We ain't imposters. We will be great without you, but we're even better with you. Uh, so, Josh, before we wrap this thing up, can you let the people know what they uh, need to do? Yeah, they need to keep smiling because this is in my spirit. Keep shining, knowing you can always count on me. Give us good, 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 good. For mother. sure. Uh, there it goes. That's <laughs> what friends are for. <laughs> yeah. In good times and bad times, I'll be on your side forevermore. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Ooh, that's what 
friends <laughs> are. Oh yeah. For... <laughs> Be blessed, y'all. Good night. <laughs>